What's going on, drinking buddies? Real quick before we get into this week's episode, just a quick word from our sponsors. We got yet another new sponsor, another corporate drinking buddy. Does that make me a sellout that I got corporate drinking buddies? I digress. This week's episode is brought to you by our friends at Loot Crate. Loot Crate is a monthly mystery crate that delivers the best in geek and gaming gear. Comics, video games, all that stuff from collectibles, apparel, tech gadgets, art, and other epic gear. It's like Comic-Con in a box, yo. Some $20 a month, you get six to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, and unique one-of-a-kind items. You have until the 19th of every month at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate, and that's when the cutoff happens. It's over. You will never get that stuff again. So by supporting Loot Crate and getting all this rad stuff, you also support this podcast. So if you want to sign up for Loot Crate, Go to www.trylootcrate.com slash A-N-W-D and enter the code BRIDGE10 to save 10% off any new subscription. We are also brought to you by our friends at Ghost Tequila. You know we are. We love Ghost Tequila. Ghost Tequila is a 100% agave Blanco tequila that is 80 proof and infused with ghost peppers. Ah, oh, I can't talk about this shit enough. When I go out at night, boom, I started off with a shot of ghost. It just starts my night off right. And then... Sometimes when I'm chilling at home, we've talked about it before, I'll make fancy margaritas with Ghost. It makes an amazing spicy margarita. It is available in a bunch of states around the country. If you're in one of the lucky states, go pick up a bottle in person. If not, go to www.ghosttequila.com. Order yourself a bottle now. They'll thank you. You'll thank yourself. Everyone will be having a good time. And last, but certainly not least, is our friends at Laughable. Laughable is the number one comedy podcast app on iOS. Not only can you subscribe to your favorite artists, favorite shows, they give you suggestions, they recommend both performers and shows. It is great. Unfortunately, it is only available for iOS at the moment. Android's supposed to be coming really soon. If you're on iOS, go to the App Store, download it now. It's free. If you're on Android... Go to www.laughable.com. Get on the waiting list for Android. It will be coming out super soon. I promise you. I know I've been saying it for like months now, but for real, it's coming out soon. I keep harassing Ned. Be like, Ned, when's Android coming out? They assure me it's really soon. And on to the super important part of this. The part that really matters. Our guest this week, sitting down drinking with me, is the lovely Miss Kiki Dare. Kiki Dare is an old school porn performer who's still active. She tells some salacious shit about some of the rock stars that she's had inside her. So tune in for that shit for sure. She is just a super fun person. She's also doing the new version of porn star karaoke here in LA. So if you're local, come out and watch my ass sing really poorly and watch a bunch of, you know, beautiful people sing really well. Holy shit. I almost just forgot my own gig. Super professional read. I got going here. Tonight, L.A., downtown, dames and games, come out for Caliente Cage Rage. Former guest Jesse Lee is thrown down tonight. We're doing a live podcast. I'll be there drinking. Come out. Say my name. No cover. 2319 East Washington, just east of downtown L.A. There's fucking valet, but I'd suggest Ubering because we're going to get drunk. Party kicks off at 10 o'clock with the first fight. I'll be in at 9 Probably recording by the time you get there. Come on out, drinking buddies, without making you wait any longer. Knock back a cold one, everyone. Miss Kiki Dare.
What's going on, Kiki Dare? Oh my God, not a mucho. It's the day after Valentine's Day, or otherwise known as Singles Awareness Day. Or Cheap Chocolate Day. Oh my God, one of my friends actually posted a tweet, and it said, Fat girls, don't be sad. Tomorrow is half-off candy day. Damn right. <laughs> that goes for fat dudes, too. Dude, I'm not going to lie. I almost stopped at CVS when I was walking over here and got some half-off candy. You still can. They're open late. I know, right? Get a couple drinks and you'll be like, mmm, chocolate. Dude, seriously, chocolate-covered caramel. All right, show's over. We'll be back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. After the Thai food across the street. <laughs> Just way to blow up where I live. Thanks. There's like a million places where there's Thai food across the street in LA. This is true. This is true. But we've talked about other landmarks near me, so on previous episodes. Oh, shit. So we're just... Abort! 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 Just narrowing it down. (laughs) Pretty soon listeners are going to be like, we're here to drink, man. (laughs) Well, you know, as long as nobody slips up and gives out an apartment number, you should be okay. Yeah, it'll probably end up being the problem for the Instagram models that live downstairs. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that might be a little bit of an issue and nothing's weirder than like getting in the elevator one morning and being like i follow you on instagram what's going on oh yeah and you're sitting there going wow you don't even look like the same person she actually does well that's good so that that's actually kind of rare so wow she doesn't over filter or facetune herself to death no and super friendly dog and She's super friendly, like introduced herself and all that stuff. Like, wow, you're not horribly stuck up. Wow. Maybe she's into chubby guys. Could be. Maybe she's a chubby chaser. You should ask her. Nah, I'm not about to. (laughs) I'm not trying trying to fuck in the building. That's such a bad plan. Oh my God. I've done that before and it worked out okay. Sure it did. No, it did. For how long? For how long did it work out? For um, the whole time I lived there, actually. Eh, but I don't want to move anytime soon. So Dude, when was, it doesn't work out. I was there over a year. And I mean, but that said, I, it's different. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a porn chick. Like I'm used to actually saying to men, okay, so we need to have an understanding, which is unless we're going to talk about this being exclusive, I'm going to do whatever I want with whoever I want. So don't ever show up at my house unannounced. And that worked? Yeah. Hey, that's awesome. I'm glad you found a dude in the building that respects your boundaries and wouldn't get weird when you walk in with other dudes. Yeah, well, if he got weird, he never told me he got weird, so. Hey, it's kind of like a tree falling in the woods. If you don't know that if they got weird, did they ever really get weird? <laughs> Does a bear shit in the woods? <laughs> I think so. I'm not a scientist. I mean, I could Google it. I'm pretty sure... Google will have an answer for us. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. But I'm sure that the answer to that question would be like, really? Again? Say what? (laughs) You idiots. You know the answer to that. So how did you spend your Valentine's Day? Uh, Well, I I went with my favorite comedian in the whole wide world uh, with uh, his roommate and one of my best friends to the rainbow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, throw up some horns. No, it was actually, it was really interesting because of all of the places that he could have informed me we were having dinner, (laughs) the rainbow was the last one I have ever expected. 
I mean, let's just be honest. Who the hell, other than old, single, washed-up rock stars, goes to the rainbow on Valentine's Day? I'm I'm amazed Ron wasn't there. Ugh. Okay, now I'm going to throw up. Please Thanks. Don't. Sorry, but he's he's a common sighting there these days. Oh well, he's been a common sighting there for 30, 40 years. But I mean, that said, who wants to see him, dude? Who wants to smell him? Anyway. <laughs> that, that I'm just saying like that would have been a very real possibility to run into him and would have really ruined Valentine's Day dinner. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But um no, it, it was way way cool. Uh super enjoyable evening and um yay. <laughs> some good Italian food, some good drinks. Oh my god, I had no idea that the Rainbow actually has amazing cheese ravioli. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, and you know what else we did? We stole a piece of pizza from the couple across from us. <laughs> because you don't understand. So I wanted to go have pizza, right? And everybody else was like, oh, we don't want pizza. Like, the roommate only wanted soup. My girlfriend only wanted soup. You know, Jason and I are both like, fuck this, we're eating pasta. You Wait, know? They both want soup. What, they have scenes they had to do today or some shit? No, no, both of them just wasn't feeling that well. And honestly, um, the roommate doesn't eat because he's a total alcoholic. So I drink all the time. I eat tons. Yeah, no, he doesn't eat at all. So the so fact weird. that we actually got him to a restaurant and bar and he had something other than, you know, Jack and Ginger was pretty fucking amazing. See, I, I, <laughs> I don't get that kind of alcoholic. Like, I want to have a good base before I start drinking because a good base means I can drink more. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why some alcoholics do drugs. But hey, whatever works. Food's better than drugs. Well. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> no, um, food is amazing. But yeah, I mean, that said, uh, it, it was a really kind of chill evening. And oh my God, oh my God, I'm, I'm going to just say it. I heart him so much. He's so fucking cute. Aww. All right, now I'm going to shut up and stop being sappy. Oh, you're more than allowed to be sappy. <laughs> this is like a real fucking show. This isn't like, oh my God, what's your favorite position? Who do you want to work with? Bullshit. We're going to talk about real things. So Sweet. Being, being sappy is A-OK. Well, I mean, you know, I'm as sappy as I can be with somebody that takes tells jokes about, you know, his grandmother's pussy. I mean, we all came from them indirectly. I don't even want to think about that because neither of my grandmothers were cute were they in their old in the age. Back in the day, they were cute. But when I knew them, uh, not so much. No. Yeah, yeah. I, I had the misfortune of my grandmother was in the hospital in 2014 and accidentally saw up her gown. I'm like, oh, God. What? <laughs> oh, my God. That's like seeing a shriveled up prune. And it's so. <laughs> the, the whole moment was so surreal because it's like, Oh God, I didn't mean to say that. My grandfather was like trying to comfort. He's like, you're going to be okay, baby. I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> oh God, you just made it worse. That was so <laughs> weird. Was so weird. Like I could have been totally like, you know, abort, abort, abort. Like, oh, that's just anatomical. That's just whatever. And then like, you know, my grandfather tried to rom- you know, comfort her and be romantic. It's like, Oh God, they, I came directly from their sex. Oh 
God. You know, so this reminds me of a story. I was in junior high, and I spent a lot of time at my dad's parents' house. And now, don't get me wrong, nudity was normal. I mean, my grandfather used to lay around on the couch in his tidy whities nothing else, with his, you know, saggy man ass. My grandma used to, you know, walk around in her slip and... You know, she was short and very round, so she had enormous fucking sagging tits. Like, you know, it, it it was all kinds of old people naked around my house when I was a kid. So that said, I never saw my grandparents sleep in the same room because my grandfather snored like a freight train. Like, I mean, I'm sure the other block heard him. He snored so loud. So... You know, my grandmother a long time ago had stopped sleeping with him. So one night, because I had a key, I come into the house. It, I mean, it's relatively early. It's like nine or 10 or whatever. And uh, the house is dark. I instantly go to walk into my grandparents' bedroom because I was used to just walking in there whenever, you know, when I was young, I used to sleep in the same bed with my grandfather. No, I was not molested. Um, <laughs> I wasn't even going to imply it. No, no, I know. I have to say that for the people at home that are thinking it, though. They're but like porn star sleeping with an old man in the bed. Yeah, like, yeah. Get your mind out of the gutter, people. Yeah, seriously, that was not even a gutter I was in until much later in life. But that said, so, um, oh my fucking god, like the most disgusting sight I have ever seen in my life. My grandparents in the same fucking bed and they had clothes on, but it was still just so mind blowing to see them even touching each other. I was like, ah, scarred, scarred for life. See, I thought you were going to walk into them like, hold on, beast with two backs. Oh God, no. Grandpa on top of you. Okay, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) What? You're not into geriatric sex? Fuck no, I might be a grandma, but I am not into watching other geriatrics. So, (laughs) well, in a weird segue, it's like, these days, people are MILFs at 26. Yeah. So when do you become a GILF? When you actually have a granddaughter. Is that what it takes? Well, as far as I'm concerned. Okay, okay. (laughs) Because when you've got 26-year-old MILFs, it's like, oh, the... The moment you actually have a real kid, do you become a gilf? Because half those milfs, no kids. Well, no. If if you have kids, say between you know your twenties and you know forties, whatever it is that you're you're doing, um, you're still a milf. Now, in my case, my son decided to have a daughter, so I'm a gilf. Oh shit! And. It's really weird because I only look like a MILF. I don't look like a GILF. No, definitely not. Like, what the fuck? I honestly thought you were one of the MILFs that was just called a MILF. Yeah, no, no, no. My, my son is 22. Oh, good. he's getting it in a young age, too. <laughs> yeah, no, I started early. I, I had my only child at 18. So I was a MILF even when I was a teen in the business. Oh, it's mind blown. (laughs) You know what? Speaking of mind blown. Like you're doing barely legal scenes and you're a MILF. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) For sure. That's exactly what happened. 
Do you know how many um, movies I did for companies where it was all like, you know, high school and college age girls? A fuck ton. A fuck ton. Yeah, seriously. That said, um, (laughs) mind blown. I was just watching Grace and Frankie. Oh my God. Martin Sheen and Sam Waterston play gay lovers that got married. Really? Swear to God. Awesome. It is hilarious. So Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin play best friends, and both of their husbands, after 40 years of marriage, decided that they were gay and got together. So they broke back their asses. (laughs) Yeah. A little less cowboy, but... (laughs) So now you've got the, the two best friends living together, and you've got the married gay ex-husbands living together hilarious hilarious on tv horribly heartbreaking if it was real life oh man i had i had a boyfriend cheat on me with a dude yeah but not after you're married to him for 40 years thank god no ew could you imagine that like you threw your fucking life away 40 years with probably a very sexless relationship yeah probably so 40 years of like your needs not being met and then this motherfucker just is like, yep, I'm out, girl. <laughs> like, I'm out, girl. Like, <laughs> like, I pissed my whole life away on you. What the fuck? Oh, dude, I would be livid. Like, that could be a, like, if that was pitched differently, it could be a horrible drama. It could, it could, but it's, it, it's done very, very well and it's extremely funny. And on top of that, Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda decide to start a vibrator company for women in menopause and postmenopause. Would you need different vibrators for postmenopause? Well, I mean, the, the body's different um, because what happens is your hormones drop off, your collagen drops off, vaginal uh, elasticity and secretions drop off. So, I mean, I could see where... Somebody might think, oh, wait, toys for old women. Great marketing ploy. Just little pinky-sized toys. (laughs) Right? No, I I actually know some women. We were talking about that because, uh, I mean, I'm surgical menopausal. And uh, some other ladies in the business that have been around a long time and have gone through similar things, you know, we, we went from being able to take like, you know, anacondas up our assholes to going, yeah, no, that's not even going near my mouth. Yeah, no. Fuck that. Yeah, you don't want to be doing this for the next week? You know, it's it, it, well, I joke about the mouth, but it's not even so much the mouth. It's just there comes a point, right, where if you were a size queen and I was, it's just not that comfortable anymore. And, and, Lube helps, don't get me wrong, but it's still just not that comfortable anymore because everything shrinks. And if you have a hysterectomy, they take parts out. So, you know, a really big dick used to go right in, right up past the vag into the like, cervix. That's banging right against the cervix? Yeah. Well, guess what? Not so much anymore because there is no cervix. Oh, shit. Yeah. Has, like, real-life sex been more or less pleasurable post hysterectomy like how's it really affected it uh you know what it's been hills and valleys um when i first got out of surgery 
it was weird. Like I had no sex drive. I, I wasn't interested. Um, you know, nothing. And the, the boyfriend at the time had no clue how to handle it. And I mean, I'm sure if I hadn't gone through it, we would probably still be together, but it was kind of a breaking point because, you know, I was crying all the time and I was upset and I wasn't into him. And of course he's sitting there going, God damn it. I need sex. And I'm like, well, and I'm sure it wasn't even just, he needed sex. Like, yeah, we have feelings too. Like when we're horny and in the mood and y'all are like, I'm not feeling it. It, it stings. It stings a little. Like the person you're with isn't into you. We, we do take it a little personal. I will come back to that in just a minute. All right. So, so um, either way, I got on, and they had put me on hormones since the minute they did the surgery, but it takes a while for it to build up like antidepressants. So, you know, we had to play with that and get the levels right and all of that. And finally, when we did, it was better. And, you know, now I'm actually kind of back to normal, like where I'm like, ooh, sex penis yay (laughs) and um (laughs) uh, i mean that said it's funny that you mentioned that i had no idea really what it was like to get turned down until my current dude because you know if he gets aggravated or you know he's you know off like trying trying to you know fulfill an artistic vision or just if something's not right for him yeah i'm not getting laid and it doesn't matter how many times i try to initiate it he'll be like huh look at you aren't you persistent no i'm like fuck now i know what it's like to be a dude yeah well there's two different things with like being a dude like yo girl at the bar shoots you down whatever no big deal yeah but like someone you're romantically involved with, it's like, nah, it's like, oh, it stings. It stings a little. Oh my god! Like uh, one of these trips into town, he didn't touch me the last two nights I was here, or the morning before I left, right? And I was flipping the fuck out. And then on top of that, he had like, just, you know, he needed some some alone time. And he didn't really communicate that with me. So, I mean, I lost my shit. And it was hilarious because when he was finally ready to talk to me, he's like, so you have my attention now. And I'm like, at that point, because I I had already said, because I wasn't really mean, but there was like a couple of texts where I was like, dude, what the fuck? Did my like pound sand fuck off letter get lost in the mail did you forget to put a fucking stamp on it like what the hell you know and he was all i don't get it like why are you freaking out I'm like because i'm a girl and you're not talking to me and i don't care if you go into your man cave where you know you think women are like you know the 666 or whatever but you gotta tell me something Right? And you're just sitting here in your own head going, what do I do? What the fuck? What? Yeah, exactly. Especially as a woman. I'm a dude. I've been around. I've, I've gotten into fights with you know, various significant others and been like, yeah, I'm pissed off, whatever. We're, I'm not in a headspace where I want to fuck. A couple nibbles on the neck and all of a sudden, yeah, I'm easily persuaded. Yeah, 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 for sure. And like, I'm sure you tried those tricks. And if they didn't pan out, it's like, what the fuck? Dude, I tried everything I could 
think of. Like, I tried just being, like, straight up blunt. Like, um, hi. Hi, I'm over here. Do I have to, like, put it on your little schedule book that, you know, at 702, you're getting your dick sucked? Because I will. It's like, come Hi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, look. Hey, listen. Um, I dropped something right there. Could you uh, bend over and pick it up for me? And then, you know, you're standing there. You've got your fucking hands pulling your asshole apart going, look. Yeah. And nothing. Nothing. Fucking crickets, man. What the fuck? Is he a monk? No. He's just super sensitive that way, I guess. Eh, he is an artist. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I think it's the whole artist thing. But that said, most of the artists I've known have been like fucking man whores, straight up man pigs. So I'm like, wow. Yeah, that generally comes with the creative thing, too. It's like, well, I, I need stimulation. I need to. Well, I think it comes more with musicians than certain types of other artists. Because, I mean, every musician that I've ever known is a fucking horn dog and a half. Well, because once you get successful in music, it's just thrown at you. Yeah. And you get yeah. used to the life. You're like, oh, shit. Pussy is just one of the things that comes with the gig. I want that gig. I love pussy. Well, get better at guitar. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, fucking A. No. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But this particular brand of artist is awesome because i've chased a lot of musicians over the years and i'm so over those fucking assholes so what sort of musicians did you chase rock and rollers yeah yeah into the like big old hair metal fucking oh are you kidding i fucking love hair metal no um (laughs) back in the day uh, a friend of mine used to work for Ozfest, so I used to go to Ozfest all the time. And when I was going, the the acts that were touring Ozfest were Manson, Black Label Society, Ozzy, uh, Chevelle, um, Disturbed. Um, so this is like Ozfest ninety eight, ninety nine. No, this is like two thousand two. Okay, yeah, the, it's the like late nineties, early yeah. two thousand, like early by, early two thousands. Yeah, because by 05, like Manson wasn't on that tour. No, but he was headlining with Ozzy on the O three tour, O two or O three. Yeah, I think it was O two. And uh, but either way, so I met a lot of interesting people. I had a lot of fun. You have fun with anyone famous you can talk about. Uh, yeah. The statute of limitation has passed. I, I'm sure they yeah, can't yeah, be mad yeah, about yeah. it now. Oh, I don't give a flying fuck anyway. <laughs> um, one of them really pissed me off, and I, I hope he fucking steps on a Lego. Motherfucker. Anyway. Um, oh, I, I want to hear this story. All right. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the, the, the Kiki Dare pissed off story after I tell you the fun stories. Okay, okay, cool. Um, so one of the dudes from Disturbed... Some of the people from Corn, uh, Maynard, Tool. You hooked up with Maynard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the guys Good from for you. Oh, dude, he's fun. One of the guys from Nine Inch Nails. Oh, unless it's Trent, it's just some dude. 
Oh no, it was not some dude. Oh, this is oh, this is back in the day when he actually had a real touring band. Yes, yes. Oh. Um, Nick Cannonisi from Black Label Society, who, by the way, I'm still really, really upset with him because he uh, was doing really well teaching guitar in Philly or not, well, not in Philly, in Pittsburgh, and um, he sent some inappropriate things to a 14-year-old student, and his life is fucking ruined now. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, he got busted for it, so... I mean, but he brought that on himself, too. Oh, he totally brought it on himself, but I, I just want to call him and be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But I was wrong, she was hot? That doesn't make it right. No, I'm not defending it. I'm just... 14 No, it's not right girl. in any way, shape, or yeah. form. So, anyway. I'm just saying, like... That's the only excuse I could see coming out of some dude's mouth is like, I was drunk. She was hot, which doesn't make it right. It's not right. It's not good. Yeah. 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 Well, either way. So there's that. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Cause I, there's like a whole list. Um, okay. So I'll be honest about the one that really pissed me off. Corey motherfucking Taylor. Really? Yeah. So, what happened? Well, let's see. The first time he lied to me about baby mama still being in his life, he swore up and down that they were done. And, I, and of course, I got the phone call. Yeah, not so much. Oof. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? I was a nice girl. I actually lied for him because he had a young child with her and, and I didn't want all that on my conscience, whatever. So I didn't hear from him forever. And then out of the blue, like 12 years later, no, 10 years later, uh, I, I get a, he hits me up on social media and is just like, hey, I just want to apologize to you. I owe you an apology. I'm really sorry. And I was like, yeah, whatever. It was a long time ago. Blah, blah, blah. So fast forward to um, earlier this year or earlier last year. I uh, found out that he was in town through various people because they were recording the new Stone Sour album. And, um, you know, I knew I knew that he remarried and had a, a, another young child and whatever. And, um, you know, we, we just went out and had food and, and talked, you know, because I, I hadn't seen the man in 14 years. And um, a couple of weeks later, I get a phone call that, you know, he and his wife have split and we were talking and then all of a sudden fucker ghosted me again oh. because he had started dating somebody else and didn't have the balls to say anything to me that's bullshit oh it's total bullshit fuck that little short no dick motherfucker oh damn all right damn. anyway hey but guess what he did you a solid now you're with your favorite comic that's very true. He he really did do me a solid because um, my my favorite comic is there for me in a way that he never would or could be. So. Right. And your favorite comic, yeah, he'll tour occasionally, but it's not like band touring. Well, you know, th there is that. There is that. Um, unfortunately, my guy doesn't have a huge audience here in the U.S., so his audience is mostly... Um, overseas so that that's gonna suck 
Like that's gonna blow chunks. But but, but most comics tours, even when they're overseas, are like a month. Yeah, yeah. Versus like, hey babe, we gotta promote the new album. Gonna be gone a year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, I, I don't know. And some of the places that he goes, potentially, if things go well, I could see us trying to work out something, you know, because my work is mobile. I I don't have to be married to LA or anywhere else. I might be in order to work. I mean, I I can work anywhere. Damn right. So the beauty of, you know, current porn. Yeah. Anywhere where there's internet, you can make money. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it, it it could really turn into something kind of cool. That'd be pretty rad. Especially if he's going to like, Fun places in Asia and Europe. Yeah, yeah, mostly uh, Europe and um, some Canada. Uh, I, I know he's done some Africa. Um, I don't really know too much about whether he's been in Malaysia or, or Asia or any of that. Have you ever been to South Africa? Or I have been to North Africa. I've been to Morocco. That's a place I've been wanting to check out. How was it? You know, here's the thing about Morocco. I was there for a month because I was doing a summer program for college and it was great. Other than the fact that about two weeks in, I was like, okay, I, I, I'm done now. You know, I, I, I never wanted to see another piece of bread in my life. <laughs> like, oh my God. Cause they have bread with everything there. And it's this really heavy, heavy bread. Um, so yeah well they have a lot of spanish influence and the spaniards are like that too just bread with everything well you have to understand something about morocco if you're eating in a family's home nine times out of ten they don't have an oven so every neighborhood has a community oven and it's this big brick oven right so when they cook bread in it Obviously, it's this really heavy, dense kind of flatbread. I mean, it's like putting a grenade in your stomach. It's insane. It's good because it's fresh and homemade. But yeah, no, I I was so done. (laughs) But that, wow. That's the only place you've been in Africa? In Africa, yes. The Mediterranean, I've, I've been to Cyprus. I've been to Greece. Uh, in Europe, I've been to France, England, uh, uh, Luxembourg, Belgium, Holland, Germany. Uh, I'm trying to think where else. I'm sure some uh, Holland. I said Holland. You did. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's it in, Ger- in Europe. What What brought you to all those places? I was based in uh, Belgium doing a summer program. So we went to like Flanders Field to the the World War II Museum, which is amazing, by the way. It's so good. Uh, We went to uh, Dachau. We went to Cologne and Aachen in Germany. Uh, We went to this beautiful, beautiful village in France that was like right on the border and just stunningly beautiful, um, you know, all over Belgium, obviously, because I was based there. Um, you know, did Amsterdam. Eh. I'm right there with you on Amsterdam being, eh. 
I was just there in September last year. Yeah. Uh, and I went with a bunch of buddies. And we decided to do Amsterdam because a couple of the crew I regularly travel with are big smokers. And other places we've gone, they can't smoke. Like when we went to Japan, it's you can get some serious shit for Oh, weed. yeah. You can get in major trouble in Japan. And um, yeah, I mean, Amsterdam was, it was cool, but eh. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. For us, it was like, what do you mean the bars are open till like four or five, but we can't get food after 10? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, I mean, I will say the Rijksmuseum is a fantastic museum. I mean, it's unbelievably good. Very nice. Very nice. For the audience at home, I was showing Kiki that the glasses we're drinking from are actually from the Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam. Yeah. So uh, the Anne Frank House is a, a really cool piece of history. Like the, the way that they've turned it into a museum was fantastic. So you can tell I'm a big nerd. I like museums. So <laughs> Absolutely nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no, I, I do. I love going to places that I wouldn't normally get to go and seeing what kind of history I can get into. Well, it's crazy when you travel abroad and you go to these museums and it's like, holy fuck, America's new. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I was going to museums in Greece and on Cyprus that were, you know, housing artifacts that were thousands of years old. I mean, it was insane. The The Japanese National Museum has just, especially because how separated Japan was for the rest of the world. Like, their artifacts are crazy. And it's like, here's this samurai sword that is older than America by hundreds of years, perfectly preserved, and probably could still cut a motherfucker if you took it out of the case. Absolutely. I, I mean, one of the cool things that I kind of did while I was in Europe is everywhere that I went, I would try to find out where, like, the uh, uh, church was that had all of the relics, right? And so, I mean, dude, I saw, like, a vial of the blood of Christ. I saw, like, you know, a piece of the Shroud of Turin. Like, you know, all this stuff that we look at it today and we laugh because we're like, there's no way that's real. But that said, it was really fun to go to these various places and see what people revered when it became a relic oh that stuff's so crazy <laughs> i mean it's so insane and um i no, i had a blast with it i i thought it was so cool isn't it um Prague that has the church with all the skulls in it i you know what it might be uh i haven't been to czechoslovakia how have you so. not booked in Prague? um because i i've been warned that Europe is kind of a weird place for female performers. I know some people that are over there right now having a good time. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. And just because one person says it doesn't mean it's that way and vice versa, you know? Very so true. Maybe, very I don't true. know. I'm, I'm course, worth exploring. Of course, on the flip side of that, I don't really know the European side of the business. So that would probably be another reason why. Damn it. I know, I know. Damn it, now I'm going to have to start reaching out. Like, hey, I would like to come to Prague, do some stuff. 
Yeah, for sure. I no. need a couple. I need a couple days off for your museums, though. Oh my god, for reals! I would love, love, love to go to Eastern Europe and explore. That said, though, one of these days, my dream vacation is going to be Istanbul. I want to do Istanbul at some point too. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, every time I, I look at the pictures and I look at the the the, the culture and, and the art and the history, I'm just like, yeah, I need to go there. Yeah, no, I, I definitely want to check it out. I want to go when it's a little less crazy than it is right now. Yeah, yeah. Right now is kind of scary for sure. I mean, when I was on Cyprus, it was back in like oh five, oh six, something like that. And even back then, you know, you did not go to the Turkish side of the island unless you went during specific hours. You made sure to get the hell out of there. Just dangerous for Americans or? Um, well, it, it, the Cypriots and the Turks have been at war for years. And so there's one little tiny bit of the island that is Turkish. And if you're a Cypriot or you're a tourist, you are allowed to go over there from like nine to four, nine to five, or like, like regular business hours. But you have to be back on the Cypriot side before they shut the gate, essentially. Oh, they closed down the border? Yeah, they closed it down. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Well, I got to do that one of these days. I got to do more stuff in the Mediterranean. Like, Oh, my God. The Mediterranean is so beautiful. Like, Cyprus has some of the most amazingly gorgeous beaches I've ever seen in my life. And on top of that, on top of that, the food, oh, my fucking God. So good. So good. I mean, I could have never stopped eating there. Like there was this one um sandwich shack sort of thing that was open really, really late. Hell, it might have been open 24-7, I forget. But they had the most amazing sandwich I've ever had in my life. It was a piece of warm pita bread, spread with tzatziki sauce, lettuce, tomatoes, uh, grilled halloumi cheese, and hand cut. French fries. Sounds pretty good. It was fucking balls. Oh, and it had tomato on it too. <gasps> I don't know what it is. Like when I get out of America, with the exception of Amsterdam, and there were a couple of decent meals in Amsterdam, the food is just better. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. Amsterdam had not so great food, in my opinion. But I agree. We found one spot that was fucking rad. Yeah. We found a. Um, a meat like inspired bar called uh Cannibal Royale. That's pretty cool. I oh, like that actually. It was pretty rad. Like it was decorated with like like an old kind of like an old butcher shop. It's kind of divey, but they like had steaks and you know, bacon as an appetizer and shit like that. Nice. They had a steak challenge and I my name's I don't know my name's still on the board, but my name's on the board for killing that motherfucker. Sweet. Like they're like, it's a one kilo steak. I'm like, I'm on it. <laughs> You're like, I got this. Well, and I found out like one day server, it's like, oh, it's a kilo pre-cooked weight and it's bone in. Oh, yeah, that's easy. I was just like, this is, this is your fucking steak challenge? I'm American, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm going to blow that shit up. I probably could do a second one. <laughs> I know, right? It's like, you guys have weed readily available. If I smoked, 
I would fucking kill multiple of these. Have you ever been to the Big Texan in Amarillo? I have multiple times. Love that place. Love it. Uh, when I first moved out to, well, hell, the very first AVN I ever went to, we road tripped out from Chicago. Oh my gosh. Okay. And it was like me and some friends and it was just like an epic road trip. We rolled from Chicago to Kansas City and partied with some people in Kansas City, got Kansas City barbecue, went to Arthur Bryant's for the first time, which was fucking crazy because I knew it was going to be good barbecue because it was in a shitty neighborhood and there was a fucking bullet hole in one of the cars in the parking lot. You're like, oh, was you it, know, you know it's gonna be good barbecue when was it in Mar- uh, was it on Martin Luther King Drive? No, no, but it was on the it was on the <laughs> Kansas City, Missouri side. Oh shit, yeah, that's the really shitty neighborhood. So from there we roll from Kansas City straight to Vegas, and as we get as we're rolling through, we take we're taking the southern route. We're like we see the signs for the Big Texan, like get a free steak, all the craziness, like. Let's stop there. <laughs> you drove all the way out of your way just to go to the Big Texas? It wasn't out of the way. I mean, it's right on 40. If you're taking the south route, it's right there. Yeah, that's true. We stop at the Big Texan, and they are doing everything in their power to try to convince me to do the steak challenge. It's like 7 o'clock at night. We've been driving all fucking day. It's my shift to drive next. Oh. I'm like, no, man, I'm not that doing it. That is not a good idea. I'm not doing it. I'm going to come back. I'm going to do it when I can stay here. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, you know you're just going to pass out after you eat that. Because you have to eat the potato, the salad. The shrimp cocktail. The shrimp cocktail, the steak. And and we, isn't there bread, too? Yeah, I think there's bread, too. Yeah. And we watched some dude do it while we were there. And that guy... Looked like he was fucking miserable. And he was smart about it. He cut his steak into strips yeah. before he started because you don't have to eat any of the fat or the gristle. Yeah, exactly. You just have to eat the meat. So he, when he's cutting the fat and the gristle off, you know, he was not exactly like butcher accurate with his cuts. There may have been some meat on that fat and gristle pile. Well, you know, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. And as long as there's not enough meat to sound the alarm, then you can roll right in that bitch. Exactly. So this dude is literally just eating and looking miserable like we go up like you all right man he's like i shouldn't have done this <laughs> but he he killed it he won he wow. did that wow yeah and what do you get like a t-shirt or something and your name in the book and this and the meal's free that's the thing if you don't kill it it's like a hundred dollar meal yeah that's right i forgot it is like crazy expensive well yeah that's how they stay in business like sucker you're not gonna kill this <laughs> it's a four and a half pound steak it's huge i've watched people eat it so many times and i'm like you're fucking nuts and uh, i i got the i got the smaller cut of the same steak i'm like this is a good steak i really would like to eat four and a half pounds of this but <laughs> i can't drive yeah 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 exactly Oh my fucking god, that is hilarious! Oh my god, oh, that that whole road trip was such a shit show. So we get to like outside of Vegas on ninety five, somewhere in Arizona, and the deal was each one of us was taking a turn filling the tank. Okay, like it's fair. Just next person fills the tank. The third person we brought on this trip was a girl I had met at a New Year's Eve party. Oh, no. It was my friend's ex-girlfriend, but she was at his New Year's Eve party. I'm like, oh, she's got to be cool. They're broken up. She's still at his party. Oh, God. Th- this has problems written oh, all yeah. over oh, it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
And I told her, yeah, we're road tripping out to AVN. Oh, can I come? Like, if you can pay your own way, you can come. <laughs> Sucker. It was her turn to fuel up somewhere in Arizona. We get to about 60 miles outside of Vegas. Like, that's like Kingman, Arizona or some shit like that. Yeah, something like that. And we're pulling over for gas. And I'm like, what the fuck? I know my car would have made it all the way to Vegas on a full tank. My buddy's like, yeah, she only threw 20 bucks in the tank. Oh, boy. I turned to her. I'm like, what What the fuck? She's like, I'm out of money. Like, we haven't even made it to Vegas. Then how the hell was she going to pay for Vegas? I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, we haven't even made it to Vegas. The plan is we're bumming around in L.A. for like a week after AVN. Yeah, exactly. Like, how the hell? Like, what are you going to do? You're we're going to drive back to fucking you know, Chicago from L.A. Dude, she was planning on fucking somebody for her part of the keep. I don't know what her plan was, but I'm like, I'm fucking leaving her in the desert. I'm just going to leave her here. Fuck her. No, you can't do that. That's not nice. I was a little pissed off. Yeah, I bet you I were. I had just gotten woken up to find out, like, you expect me to support you for the fucking next week? I just met you, and the one... The one stipulation on you being on this trip was you pay your own fucking way. I wasn't interested in fucking her. Like, I'm not picking up your tab. Yeah, well. I So I call my buddy. I'm like, what the fuck is up with your ex, man? Like, I'm going to leave her in the fucking desert. Oh, and I'm sure he's like, ha, ah, you dummy. I would have told you if you had asked me. No, he's like, dude, don't leave her in the desert. Just put her on a bus when you get back to Ve- when you get to Vegas. I'll pay you back for it. I'm like, all right, man, I'm doing you the solid, not her. (laughs) You were pissed. Oh, I was fucking furious. (laughs) Fucking furious. Like, because she'd been like a little weird the rest of the trip anyways. Oh, so so basically it was like, all right, this is the last nail in the coffin. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. We get to Vegas. We're crashing with friends of mine who live in Vegas. I drove, driven the last leg. So I immediately go to like my bedroom in my friend's house and bunk. Oh, yeah, you pass out. Pass the fuck out. I wake up to, oh, where's she at? Oh, well, the minute we got here, she called her mother and asked for, no, she called her father first and asked for money to get home. Her dad's like, I'll buy you a bus ticket. She decided that wasn't good enough, called her mom. Her mom bought her a flight. Wow. I guess she called multiple cabs because multiple cabs showed up at my friend's place. Like, this is so long ago, no Uber or anything like that. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, my God. That's like, terrible. This is still the Venetian days of AVN. Ah, okay. Gotcha. And <laughs> like, okay, well, good riddance. Well, you know, you dodged a bullet. You didn't have to support some crazy bitch you'd never spent any time with prior. So hey. And had no desire to spend any time with. Like, literally, I was honest when I'm like, you want to come with? We got space in the car. Pay your way. Yeah, but see, she's a girl. She probably thought, oh, you know what? I'll just, I'll I'll go and he'll like me and it'll be okay. And I won't have to worry. Yeah. See, that's (laughs) the problem. She didn't know me because that's not how I operate. Right, 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 right. For sure. Like if I, if I'm into you and like, yeah, girl, but I'll be upfront about that. Like, yeah, I got you, girl. Not. Right? It's like you have a discussion and, and there's an agreement made. There's not like an assumption. Right. Uh, I very much straightforward was like, if you can pay your way, you can come. Yeah, then she's a, she's just an idiot. And what sucked was, you know, 
We did AVN. We had a blast. We rolled out to my place, my buddy's place in Venice. My other buddy, like it was planned, he was flying back to Chicago because he couldn't get enough time away from work to bum around in LA for the whole right, week. Right. So we drop him at LAX. He flies back. Like now I'm driving back to Chicago by myself at the end of the trip. Oh, so you hit the big Texan again. I did. I did. What sucks, <laughs> what sucks was I got there in the morning and they don't do the state challenge in the morning. Oh, that blows. Well, you should have just got a room and hung well, out. Well, actually, what happened was I, I got there at night and then in the morning woke up to go, went over there and like food. They're like, oh, we only serve breakfast right now. Oh, their breakfast is good too. Oh, no, it's fucking amazing. I, I got some of the best steak and eggs I've ever had. But I'm like, I was I wanted to do the steak challenge that night when I got in. They were, the kitchen was closed. I'm like, I'll do it in the morning. I'll bum around to Amarillo for a day. And- no, the only thing in Amarillo is the smell of cow shit and the Big Texan. I can hang out with the Big Texan. They got video games. <laughs> no, they do. They do. For those of you at home that have never been, the Big Texan is like this big adult playground steakhouse. Like, it's so cool. It's it's really a lot of fun. Oh, my God. I, I love it so much. I, it's been years. It's been years. The last time I went there was 2011 when I moved out to Vegas. Oh, wow. The last time I was there, I was driving back from Texas with a girlfriend. And we met a a very, very close dear friend of mine who drives a truck for a living. And he got there before us. And uh, so he got us a table. And I had told him that my girlfriend was a midget. And she she's not like an actual midget, but she's pretty damn close. She's 4'11". Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the manager knew to look for, you know, me and a midget. <laughs> and so we walk in and the manager is like, oh, 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 oh I, I, I know who you girls are and wanted pictures with us and then escorts us to my friend's table and um yeah i was like did you really tell him that she was a midget and he's like hell yeah so my friend drives a truck obviously and he drives through there all the time oh shit every time he sees that manager he's like all that guy ever says to me is dude where's the little blonde midget (laughs) yeah yeah sorry i'm trying to find a picture of the goddamn meal from the goddamn big Texan, but <laughs> I don't think it's fucking happening. I'm like, what are you doing over there? I'm like, I gotta find the steak and eggs. Like, I oh, their steak and eggs is fantastic. Oh yeah, I got the steak, the eggs, the biscuits and gravy. Mm. I totally fat-headed it up. Oh my god! So uh, obviously, it was just Valentine's Day. But what most people don't realize, unless they're in the deep south, is that Tuesday was Fat Tuesday. See, if you're a red-blooded American, you should know that shit. Well, the problem with Mardi Gras is it it changes every year because you've got the 30 days of celebration, you've got 12th night, yada, yada, yada. yada. Anyway. Yeah, you have Fat Tuesday, then Ash Wednesday, and then, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah yada, yada, yada. <laughs> so, anyway, my girlfriend that I'm staying with while I'm in town had only had Popeyes once in her life. Her whole life! How's that happen? She's from Alaska. So, <laughs> so guess what? What? 
we had Popeyes to celebrate Fat Tuesday. Fuck yeah. It's crazy to me that they're calling themselves the Louisiana Kitchen these days instead of be like, no, we're fried chicken motherfuckers. <laughs> no, I think somebody actually like fucking pissed, pitched a bitch fit about them calling themselves Popeyes. So that's why they're calling themselves the Louisiana Kitchen. But they've been Popeyes like for Popeyes chicken forever. I know. I know. I always get the popcorn shrimp when I go there because it's really yummy. But. Well, I, I'm super happy that they have shit like uh, dirty rice now and shit like that. Yeah. Oh, their red beans and rice is really good. Oh, too. that's always been good. Yeah. Yeah. The jambalaya is pretty good, too. Um, we had a previous guest on here who's from New Orleans. And he told us a little bit of the history of Popeye's. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a Copeland restaurant. I actually lived in New Orleans five years. Nice, nice. Yeah. But it's it's crazy that they still own the recipe. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, honestly, somebody pointed this out to me on Twitter. They're, they're like, you know, I like Popeye's, but if you don't go to one in Louisiana, it tastes different. And I'm like, yeah, it does. Absolutely. Because the franchisees don't get the exact same formula. I know. I know. I, oh, I love New Orleans. I miss that place. Um, so uh, what brought you there? What made you leave? Well, I'll tell you a little story. Back when I was in my early 20s, I still believed in fairy tales. And I met this guy who came from a lot of money, huge family name. And um, he was cute and he was my age and he wasn't gay, which believe me, that, that that's like finding a unicorn in rich people land. <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, we, we fell in love or something similar. I'm not real sure what. And... He didn't want to live here in L.A. and have Kiki Dare follow him around all over the place. And I'm originally from Tennessee. So to me, Louisiana was like, all right, cool, let's do that. So uh, I moved there for him. And um, back in 2013, he uh, went to prison for embezzling $3.6 million from his mother and uncle. Whoops. Yeah, yeah. No, I did not know what was going on. Should I have been suspicious? Absolutely. But, you know. Love blinders. Dude, I was young and naive, and I wanted to make it work at any and all costs. And I really wish that I had just like cut my losses when he started acting like a fucking jealous, psychopathic asshole. Yeah, that's certainly a good time to... Like I'm out. Deuces. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. I, I, but I, love blinders. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I loved him very much, and it all sucks. But I, but it is what it is. So now I don't believe in fairy tales. And um, that said, though, my favorite comedian's doing a really good job of showing me that I can actually trust men again. It's awesome. No, it it's it's so cool. I mean, my my entire gender doesn't always suck. Just most of the time. You know, I'm sitting here giggling and you guys can't see it, but uh yeah. Yeah, I dude, I have some horrendous dating stories. Like to the point where 
usually when I say to my girlfriends, so I met somebody new and, and they almost always say something to the effect of, let me guess, he's got long hair, he plays music and he's an asshole. Hey, you have a type. Oh, dude, I totally have it. Oh, oh, wait, oh, wait. And, and on top of that, they always ask, does he have tattoos? Because I love tattoos. I think it's hot. <laughs> you have a type. These oh, things happen. Oh, I totally have a type. I totally have a type. Um, rich boy turned felon was not tatted up or long haired or any of that. But I mean, hey. But he was a bad boy. Oh, dude, he was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> he was like a bad boy to the thousandth. I mean, he went to prison for white collar crimes. Is he really that bad? Dude, they go to like white collar prison and guess what? They only come out ready to do more crimes and they're even better at it the second time around. Well, yeah, that's what prison's there for. It's for rehabilitation. <laughs> no, it's for rehabitation. <laughs> Woo! So you bailed Louisiana you know, when that didn't quite pan out? Uh, Yeah, when things didn't work out, I left. I left. I, I went and licked my wounds and got my shit together and wait, how did I get my shit together? I wound up back in porn. That might not count. I mean, it depends on who you're asking. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, it is what it is. It's never going to go away. And people in my life can either love and accept or they can be just another small-minded asshole that I don't speak to. Hey, they can see their way out. It's really easy. Yeah, exactly. There's the door. Don't let it hit in the ass. Unless there's a dildo suction cupped on it in just the right spot. Why would you <laughs> want to waste a perfectly good toy on someone like that? Because they, they're not expecting it. It'll be hilarious. Yeah, but then you're going to lose the toy as they run away. So? At least I'll get a good video of them with a dildo stuck up their ass. California has revenge porn law now. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Like, uh, you're like, I have this video. I can't do anything with it. No, but I can show it to all my friends and laugh my motherfucking ass off. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. That door would really have to swing to penetrate, though. If you're not expecting it, you're relaxed. Uh, it's only if you clinch that you got to work for it. I don't know. I have a, you know, a, virgin, <laughs> a virgin cherry ass. I feel like it would take some force to you know, pop that hymen. My anal hymen? I don't know. Your anal hymen? <laughs> Not a scientist. Got or a doctor. Got it. Yeah, there's no anal hymen. God lied to me. <laughs> God lied to you. That fucking asshole. Some burning brush told me about my anal hymen. I, I might be getting my stories Okay, okay. Up. Wait a minute. A burning bush. Is that a euphemism for gonorrhea? No, no, no. I've, <laughs> I've only ever had chlamydia, not gonorrhea. Okay. I've talked about it on here a few times. <laughs> and, and all my fucking around in the industry got it from a civilian. Of course. Of course. Of course, because those of us that are in the business, we take care of ourselves. We understand our bodies. It's your livelihood. And if something doesn't feel right, we just say no and go to the doctor. Yeah, no, I was definitely an idiot dude in that situation. I let it ride for like two weeks. Oh. Because like, 
I'd never, you know, I've only ever had it once. And, you know, the way they portray it in film popular culture is like, oh my God, it will burn to pee and it'll be horrible. No, that's gonorrhea. I thought it was chlamydia too. No, it was just like, it's uncomfortable to pee and I have to piss a lot. <laughs> like, and, you know, being a dumb dude, I'm like, oh, I got to have like a urinary tract infection. I'm going to drink some cranberry juice. I'll be fine. Yeah, here's the thing about chlamydia. Chlamydia can have all of the symptoms that you read about and zero. Yeah. No, so, I'm, I'm super happy I was symptomatic. Yeah, you're very lucky. Because for most women, especially chlamydia... It's 75% you know, asymptomatic. Yeah. For dudes, dudes it's 50-50. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I was just like, oh, man. Got, you know, got tested, came back to... Like, they took my urine sample and they're like, we're giving you antibiotics right now. Wow. Okay. Well, because I'm like, I'm symptomatic and like, they're just like, yeah, we're just going to give you a round of antibiotics. Yeah. Just so you know, if you're ever like in a situation where you feel like you had a piece of questionable pussy without a glove, put your dick in Listerine. I don't want to do that. <laughs> oh no, it's going to suck, but it will kill everything. Yeah, including maybe my erections forever. No, not forever. Just the next couple weeks? No, no, just for like an hour. That's too long. (laughs) Well, I can't help it that you jerk off all the time. Shit's raw, man. (laughs) Shit's raw. Shit's raw! No, no, no. It's not nearly that much. I'm way too old. Maybe back in my teenage years. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, I used to be worse as a teenager, so... But that said, I'm still horrible now. Like, So how bad were you as a teenager? Oh, my God. I was horrid. Were you just like banging chairs? Like had to go horseback riding to scratch that itch? Oh, my God. I'm going to admit this, and I've never, ever said this publicly. Um, no, my thing was banging the pillow. Because if you... Yeah. Just the right angle? Dude, if it's just the right angle and you pull things tight just the right way, you can totally get the friction on the clit and... Yeah, uh, yeah. Hey, that's anyway. why they make pillows that look like Japanese girls, right? <laughs> that's funny. I try. I All try. right, moving on. Moving on. So, when was the last time you had sex with a pillow? Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off. She's trying her hardest not to like put fingers up to let me know how many days it's been. No, I'm not. Thank you very much. It's been years, so nah. So one year? Dude, I told you we were moving on. Very well, very well. I'm going to move on. No more sex with inanimate objects. No, no. If we're going to talk about that sort of thing, we'll talk about when I used to like make Ken and Barbie have sex. Do tell. Dude, I was a kid. I was playing with Ken and Barbies. I used to make them fuck. That's a very common scenario, actually. I never had a Ken or a Barbie, so not for me. Well, you know why Barbie can't get pregnant, right? Well, her lack of vagina? No, because she and Ken come in separate packages. (laughs) Sorry. Had to go there. (laughs) (laughs) I thought she was just too career-minded to have kids. I know, right? She's got all these jobs. She was so worried about getting that pink Corvette. Right? And Ken's just bumming around, playing tennis. 
<laughs> yeah, right? Thinking Did- about when he's going to become Caitlyn. <laughs> I, I wonder how many like girls the Barbie was an inspiration to be like, no, I'm going to get my shit. I'm going to have some man candy. Because that's all Ken is. Oh, I know, right? He He's, was only man candy. He is not worth shit except to be like fucked and forgotten. Ooh, I love that. You know, I have a t-shirt that I love to wear in like middle America in small letters across the tits. It says, I love naked men that don't speak. How are you going to have small letters across your tits? Well, relatively small, <laughs> you know, relatively. I mean, it's not like I said tiny. Okay. I was just a little confused. I'm like, how does that work? <laughs> that, like, does not, does not compute. Does not compute. (laughs) Does not compute. Totally. Sorry, folks. Compute. Kiki is. Maybe blow a circuit. Just pop. Have to reboot. It'll just be a couple seconds. No, I'm I'm totally doing the robot as R2D2. I feel like we're getting down in like an 80s disco. She's just like. (laughs) She blinded me with science. Science. (laughs) Poetry in motion. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, okay. You grew up in Tennessee. Yeah. We're just going to segue back to like less. Slightly less silly shit. Slightly. <laughs> okay. Just slightly. Just slightly. So grew up in Tennessee. So how'd you end up on the West Coast? Well, okay. A, a, a couple of things. I was originally a, uh, a dancer and I kept seeing features come through my home club and I decided I wanted to be one. Well, you can't live in Tennessee and become one of those. I mean, you can, but... Hey, trailers are pretty cheap. (laughs) Fuck trailers. But that said, um, I mean, if you really want to make a name for yourself in the adult business, you've got to spend some time on the West Coast. So I found myself an agent out here, and I came out, and it just worked for me. And, um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm, I'm still very Southern. I mean... You know, people come to my house, they've got to be fed, they've got to drink, they've, you know, I mean, my son every year is just like, mom, you made two of those bourbon chocolate pecan pies, right? Because one of them is all mine. Like, I mean, you know, food, family, friends, it's a very important port, uh, not port, part of our culture. Jesus it's okay, Christ. okay, you can have another drink. Dude, I'm, I'm feeling ripped. I'm going to have some more. Anyway. Cheers. Um, Compie, bitches. Compie, fuck yeah. So that said, I mean, it, it just while the South is home, right? This fits too, and uh, that—that's yeah, that's how I wound up here. Because somebody told me, "Get your ass out here. There's nothing but money for you." And rock stars, apparently. Ah, love rock stars. But I liked rock stars at home too. I mean. I grew up in in a town where there's 
tons and tons and tons of amazing musicians that not only toured in their own right, but also have been support musicians on tours and uh, you know studio mus- musicians. I mean, it was the home of Sun Records. It was the home so of you grew Elvis. Up in Nashville. Or? I grew up in Memphis. Memphis. I, I always get too confused on where like they're both big music towns. Yeah, huge. And um, so, I mean, I grew up going down to Beale Street, and I mean, I I knew BB King um, personally. Uh, Rufus Thomas, Carla Thomas. You didn't bang um, BB, did you? Oh God, no. Why not? He's diabetic before he died. So? Yeah, no, not into him that way. Um, but it, that would have been legendary. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, you know, the the guys. Uh, uh, there was a band from the late '80s, early '90s, Tora Tora. Uh, they're really, really, really close friend of. Uh, by and I grew up with them. Uh, my friend Joe Boogie, who's toured with just about anybody and everybody from that scene. Uh, one of the guys that used to play with uh, Tora Tora in a later incarnation, Hal McCormick, has played with you know um, Toto and Survivor and just a bunch of bands. And then Jimmy Jameson, who was the original singer in Survivor, I grew up with him. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, music was a huge, huge part of my life. Did you ever have any you know, desire to get into music yourself? Well, you know what? That's funny you mentioned that because I, I, I do sing. I, I play instruments. And uh, a friend of mine writes music that goes straight to TV and movies and that sort of thing. And when they get back from Asia, we're actually going to sit down and lay some tracks. Awesome. What kind of stuff? Uh, I, I do a mix of rock and country. I mean, I, I actually probably know more old outlaw and obscure country than most people my age. So have you ever heard uh, Rebel Meets Rebel? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Devil, uh, David Allen Cohen and Pantera? Absolutely. fucking Lily. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Love that fucking album. Actually, you know what's really funny is... um. There's a whole new movement in country music called Red Dirt. And it's basically a throwback to the outlaw movement that Waylon Jennings and Willie Nelson pioneered and and, and all of that. And Red Dirt specifically refers to bands that are from Texas and Oklahoma and, um, you know, anywhere that would be Western, but still very, very Southern. So... I have a good friend. His name is Ben Stanton and he's out of Oklahoma and he has introduced me to all of these amazing artists that I never would have heard of otherwise. And it's so cool. Now that said, um, there's a, an artist, he goes by the name Jackson Taylor. Uh, his band is the sinners. So Jackson Taylor and the sinners and he's from Colorado all tatted up, super outlaw influenced. I mean, you can hear Willie and Waylon when you listen to his music. He does the most amazing version of He Stopped Loving Her Today by George Jones that goes into Purple Rain. Holy shit. It's fucking balls. I gotta check that out. Yeah, it's balls. And he's so cute. 
I actually like I talk. Do I need to get you a towel to like dry off real no, quick? No, I, I talk to him on Twitter all the time, even though he's married. Motherfucker. <laughs> well, maybe um, he'll split with her. And- <laughs> I know, right? No, no, I don't want to be that girl. But I mean, that said. Um, but if it happens organically and you just happen to be in the right place in the right time. Yeah, there's that. Um, <laughs> dude, I was in Arizona. I was in, um, I was in Tucson. And was it Tucson? No, it was Phoenix. Well, I was in Phoenix and no, I went, I was in Tucson and went to Phoenix because one of my favorite bands from this whole like outlaw red dirt thing is um, cross Canadian ragweed. Well, they don't exist anymore because the original drummer left and the guys didn't want to continue as that band with an original member gone. So they became uh, Cody Canada and the departed. And it's a very like, um, it's a very rock influenced country music. It's, so much fun and they're amazing live. They were playing at this little rinky dink bar in Tempe and got some tickets at the last minute and went. And I'm just, dude, I'm standing by the merch table in this place and I'm just, you know, having my drink. I kind of already had a little bit of a buzz. Cody motherfucking Canada walks up to me and is like, hey, do you have a lighter? And I didn't have my purse or anything, which I always have lighters, but no purse. And I'm like, no. I didn't even realize who it was until he got on stage. And then I'm like, Cody motherfucking Canada. God damn it. And I always thought he was hot. Fuck. Fucked up. You Uh, fucked up. It's okay. He's another married one. So kind of better that I fucked up. Better for who? For him or for you? For me, because I, I I don't I don't believe in being that girl like um, Corey's best friend, who's married, tried getting in my pants, and that's part of why I think Corey and I don't speak anymore. But um, he tried getting in my pants, and I was just like, no, no, I won't do it. Oh, you won't do it because of Corey. No, I won't do it because you're married. Kiki Dare is not a homewrecker. I am not a motherfucking homewrecker. But if the home's already broken on its own. That ain't my problem. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, either way. No, 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 no. Not playing that game. <laughs> Nor should you. Like, I have in the past been the other man, but I don't fuck around with married people. Dude, you know what? I, I've had that happen to me so many times at this point in my life that I just don't have any patience for it. I, I if I'm going to share, it's going to be on my terms. As it should be. Not yours, mine, you know? And I'm definitely not going to do anything where someone and I have to lie to somebody else. It's just not okay. No, it's not. I Mostly that happened in my youth where I was just like, I'm about my needs. Oh, you're willing to fulfill my needs? I don't care that you have a partner. You're willing to fulfill my needs. Yeah, and we've all been there. I mean, dude, there was a time when I didn't care either. But you know what? I'm older now, and I'm at that point where I'm like, you know, I would be really hurt if my guy did that to me, so I would rather not do that to him. I'm right there with you. I'm just like, 
it's just not worth the headache. It's not worth the drama. It's, it, it's just, it's not worth it. Like, what kind of person are you that you're going to be unfaithful? Do I really want to have you in my life at this point? Yeah, exactly. Because if they do it to somebody else, they're going to do it to you too. Definitely. Definitely. And that's the thing. Like, I was never trying to like wed or be in relationships with these people. I'm like, oh, I'm trying to get off. You're willing to help me get off? Cool. We can keep doing that, but I'm not going to invest anything in you because I can't trust you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, it, it is what it is. We all have our reasons for doing what we do at the time. It just doesn't mean that Mostly we're... Mostly, you know, it feels good in trying to get off. Oh, my God. Stop it. I don't want to hear it. I'm so horny. <laughs> back. Back. I know, right? Go over there. I have short hair. Jason has no hair. And he is blocks from here. Just remember that. Go oh, there. I know. <laughs> Yum. Go get your comic. Oh. Not yet. We still have time on the left of the show. No, right? I know. I know. We still have time. And I, I think he's actually going to a show with his roommate tonight. So, and I, and I try to be like the good chick that doesn't crash boy time. That's very commendable. Well, I mean, you know, if I'm not invited, why should I try to go? I know some people that are so weirdly codependent, like they have to be attached to their significant other's hip. No, no, no. Like you're talking about the girl that, and and this is actually really cute. You can probably decode this for me and guy speak. I'll try. All right. So I tell him I'm coming into town, right? And I keep waiting to see what he's going to say other than, well, when, when, you know, like what day? All he says is when, what day? Okay, fine. So I start thinking, well, I'm going to make plans for a place to stay. So I, you know, set everything up with my girlfriend, right? I'm driving here. And what does he say? come to my place. Like, all right, I'll stop by, you know, I get there and I say, you know, Oh, you know, my girl's waiting up for me. Like yada, yada, yada. And it doesn't register with him at all. So his roommate finally goes to bed and, you know, we go into his room and, you know, I mean, I, I kind of laid down with him and, and whatever. And, um, I wasn't there very long and I was just like, all right, so I should go. What? Like, I told you my girlfriend's waiting on me. And he's like, what are you talking about? I thought you were staying here. And I was like, no, we didn't talk about that. So I wasn't going to assume. And he was so confused. He was just like, oh, but I thought you were staying here. No, we didn't discuss that. Well, I get it on one hand. He's like, well, you're my girl. Why wouldn't you stay here? It's an unsaid thing. But, and, it, and, but you're being super cool and not making the assumption. Well, yeah, because why would I do that? You would be amazed how many girls are not super cool. <sighs> would be super upset by the fact that if he was like, okay, cool, you got to go or... Like, you're staying here? What? Okay. Like, what you guys got going, I'm assuming, is still 
pretty new. Yeah, it, it's still very new. So you're definitely, you just got to feel each other out. It's just all, that's all it is. You got to know, like, he's probably used to girls that are being like, I'm staying here. And they just assume they're, they're staying. So he'd assume that you were staying. And you're like, no, I'm cool. I'm not going where I'm not invited. Yeah, I because I'm very much that way. Like, unless you spell it out for me and invite me, I'm sure as fuck not going to ask. And I'm sure as fuck not going to stay. And that's the way to fucking be. And, you know, maybe we're, we as dudes are bad about communicating, like, what exactly we want at times. Right, right. No, I mean, what was cute is he was so confused. And it was so obvious that he was kind of like, but, 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 and, and uh, he was like, well, why don't you just stay? So did you? No, I did not. Oh. No, I didn't because, and, and this is exactly what I said to him. And I was like, babe, I would, but we didn't discuss it beforehand. And she's waiting up for me. And I really should be a good friend and a good person and not leave her hanging. See, I would have been like, she's a phone call away. Just be like, hey, getting some. I'll catch up with you later. A good friend would be like, get it, girl. No, and and you know what? She totally is. But here's the thing that also sets him apart from everybody else. He was just like, you know what? I totally get that. And if you said that you are going to be there, then yeah, you probably should. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, it, it's totally pretty cool. See, I'm a dog. I'm like, oh, but you're here, so you should stay. Yeah, well, needless to say, since I've not been there, I've been kind of like, oh, I'm so regretting this because <laughs> this room that is yours is kind of like my safe space, and I like being in my safe space. It'll work out. Don't worry. Oh, no, I'm not complaining at all. Not even a little bit. Like, I'm, 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 I have to admit, this is where I make like a total girl confession. I'm kind of trying to train him a little to speak up sooner rather than later. We should, like, dudes, we should, like, definitely speak up. Tell people what you want. I, I've been led to believe your gender, like, Really appreciates that shit. No, I, I mean, I know I do. And I think that most women do. Like, please, God, tell me what you're thinking. Or, you know, if you're upset or if you think that I'm staying with you or, you know, whatever it is, whatever you're thinking, fucking talk to me. I mean, for God's sakes, if you want me to, like, go away and, you know, pretend like you never even existed... Just have the balls to say, hey, listen. This ain't working. Go the fuck away. Yeah. Like, it, it's not hard. It is and it isn't. No, I know. I know. Because like, if you care about somebody, you don't want to be like, I care about you, but I'm not into you, and I don't want to reject you, but I feel like I'm trying to let you down easy. Like, it gets all convoluted and bullshit. Yeah, but see, women like me, because, I mean, dude, I'm the girl that will text you and be like, all right, listen, we need to talk. And you say, 
really? And I go, yeah, yeah, we need to talk. I need your fucking cock because I'm losing my goddamn mind and I need to get fucking laid. Yeah, I am that girl. So for me... Well, God bless. Yeah, for me... Thank you, God. Um, I would much rather you tell me something that I'm not going to like or that's going to upset me and be honest because I can get over that. If I feel lied to, fucking forget it. No, I'm I'm right there with you. I would rather have someone bluntly say, hey, this is how it is. Hell, someone I've been hooking up with on and off, like kind of hanging out with on my birthday is like, yeah, I, I'm not really looking to date anyone who's not a performer. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, next. Yeah, next. Like, I'm of an age where I'm like, this is not where you want to be. I'm not going to try to sell you. Yeah, exactly. And um, part of the the thing with me that I feel is important is I'm not going to assume that you want me around all the time. You know, I mean, I'm, I, I just won't. I'm well, not... You want to be with someone who has their own life. You have your own life. No, you shouldn't be with someone who's like, I need you here 24-7. Oh, fuck no. Are you kidding? A guy calls me three times in a row and I'm like, fuck you. Bye. I, I just, I, oh, I don't like that shit at all. Because I'm like, why are you calling me three times back to back if I didn't answer the first motherfucking time? Someone better be dying. Dude. Either you better be bleeding out from your stomach or, you know, your mommy better be, you know, almost taking her last breath. Something. Or I have an erection that lasted more than four hours. <laughs> right, right. Fuck, I took a Viagra. I thought you were going to be here two hours ago. Where the fuck are you? Yeah, yeah. You need to be here or I'm going to the ER. Yeah, yeah. Like that I can understand. But you better leave that voicemail like, girl... I took a Viagra. It's not going down. I need your help. It's an emergency. Oh my God. My ex-husband called me once. It was like, so I have a story and, and I can only tell you. I'm like, okay. So I thought I was going to have to go to the ER last night. Why? I lost a dildo in my asshole. What? Wait a second. You did what? Was this one of those small menopausal dildos? Uh, no. Apparently, this was a pretty fucking big ass, uh, pretty big dildo. Like, you know, at least average cock size dildo. And I'm like, how the fuck do you lose a dildo up your butthole? Must have a very hungry asshole. <laughs> right? Just, um, nom, 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 it's nom. It's like hungry fucking hippo up in that bitch. So, no, I mean... I was like, what the fuck were you doing? It's like, well, I had this dildo and did it have balls on it? No. Like, okay. So you took the ballless dildo and were ramming it up your ass and your ass swallowed it? Yeah. How the fuck did you lose it? Like, how much thrust were you giving it that like it wasn't reachable? I'm like, dude, were your ankles right by your ears? Like, what the fuck was going on here? I am not that flexible. Like, I could never <laughs> lose something that deep. Yeah. I'm I like, mean, plus I have an anal hymen, so. That's right. You do have the hymen. But, I mean, that said, I was just like, what the fuck? 
so how long was it up there? And he's like, uh, a while. I'm like, what, five minutes? Oh, no, it was way longer than that. I'm like, so what did you do? And he's all, oh, I, I tried every position I could think of to squeeze it out. And I kept squeezing and pushing. Probably pushing it further up. Yeah, probably because, I mean, there's something up there. Like trying to bear down like you're pooping, it actually has the opposite effect. Yeah, anyway. Oh, my God. So I, was it glass, rubber? What was it? I think it was rubber. Yeah. Either way, though, it took him a while in weird positions, but he finally got it out. Keep in mind, like, I'm hearing this entire story, and I'm doing exactly what you guys at home are doing. I'm, I was laughing so hard, I about pissed my pants. Yeah. And it's a good thing he got it out on his own, because, like, I'm not sure I have any friends I'm good enough friends with to be like, hey, bro, I need a solid. I need a really big solid. Oh, my God. That's one of the things about dating girls in the business. There is not a guy in the business or out of the business that has dated a porn star that has never heard the words, babe, I need your help. Well, yeah, but like fishing a sponge out of a girl is very different. Than- <laughs> so you knew exactly what I was going <laughs> yeah. with. Come on. I've been around for a minute. It's very different to fish a sponge out of a female than it is to fish a dildo out of another dude's ass. Oh, I'm not saying it's the same, but you still got to like put hands in there and fish around. And sometimes you need forceps and it, yeah, it gets crazy. A speculum. Oh my God. Thinking of, um, sponge stories leads me to another rock star story. Oh, goody, goody. So years ago I was at a dope show, meaning the band dope D O P E. Yeah. They do the song debonair. Yeah. 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 Some, well, some people don't know. So I'm showing my age. It's cool. So Etzel was, was and still is a friend. And uh, they had just played their show at the Whiskey. And, you know, he got in my car to um, go back to my place. And I had to stop off and get a bag of sponges. Mm. And so Etzel is drunk. And he's just like, what the fuck are we doing? And that low growly voice of it, what the fuck? you know and so we go in there and i walk up to the makeup section i get a a bag of sponges right and he's just like the fuck are you gonna do with those i'm like well you want to get laid tonight right and he's all yeah i'm like all right then just shut the fuck up and don't worry about it And he's like no i want to know what are you gonna do with those i'm like i'm gonna put a couple in my pussy so when you fuck me with that big dick of yours it's not gonna be bloody See, I just put a fucking towel under their ass and don't care. Yeah, well, you know, he's a total porn star fucker, so he's he's used to the non-period experience. See, I'm, I've said this on air multiple times. I like it when it looks like a murder scene from a here. <laughs> like, yeah, that's right, girl. That's, that's right. I, I that. killed that bitch. I killed her. I'm gonna go shower off, and we're gonna cuddle. I fucked that pussy. No, um, for sure. So. We get up to the cash register and I'll never forget this. And every time I tell him this story, he's like, I did not do that. I'm like, yeah, you did. You were drunk. So anyway, the guy rings it up and Edsel looks at him and goes, dude, do you know what she's going to do with that? And the guy is like, I don't know what, because we're at rock and roll Ralph's mind you. Oh yeah. And he's like, I don't know. 
And Edsel looks at him and goes, she's going to put those in her pussy. And I look at Edsel, I'm like, Edsel, do you really got to tell everybody my business? And he's all, <laughs> he was just like giggling like Beavis and Butthead or some shit. Yeah, that was a pretty fun night. Good times. <laughs> it's good to know he was sponge worthy. Dude, he's he still doesn't believe me. Like right around that same time period, he um tried to get me to do a three way with him and his brother. It's a little odd. Dude, he was fucked up back then. He was drunk. Like he, he, now he's sober. And like every time I mention it, he's like, oh, no, shut up. I did not do that. That's fucking gross. It's only gross if you two cross swords. I don't know. I mean, I might let two brothers do double vag on me because that's kind of fucking weird and kinky. Oh, it definitely is for you. For them, it's a little weird. If they're fucking a girl at the same time, they're already a little weird. Yeah, but there's a difference between like, you know, mouth and vag versus... Actually, rubbing cocks. Splitting hairs, splitting hairs, splitting hairs. Well, splitting you, but. But <laughs> I don't know. Like, I I have never been in a two dude, you know, one girl three way. Oh, DPs are fantastic. I'm not a performer, so these things don't always happen in real life all that often. Well, not always, but it could. Oh, it does. If you go to the right places. I mean, there have been times where it has almost happened and I may have been a little too drunk. Oh, that does happen. Especially in my life. Imagine that. Imagine that. Me drunk. Eh. But the idea of actually like rubbing my cock against another dude's cock is like eh, not really appealing. Yeah, but if the girl's getting pleasure from it, then what does it really matter? I don't disagree, but it doesn't necessarily mean I'm into it. Right, but you don't have to be into it if the girl's getting the pleasure. Well, I have to be into it if I have to maintain an erection. Right, but in that position, then you just don't think about it. You focus on the girl, and all of a sudden, why does it matter? No, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. Ha! Yes, I got him to say it! Woo! No, it doesn't actually matter. Like, No, I've said before, like, you know, there's nothing actually wrong with homosexual sex. Like, it's just not what I'm into. Right. It's just not for you. Right. Absolutely. I don't think it would be something I'd be into. Fair enough. I am with you on that. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I know plenty of people who, you know, are down with it. Hell, double vag, double anal, whatever. Like, there's nothing wrong with it as long as everyone involves into it. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's got to be into it or it's just no fun. Exactly. It's just one of those things like, I'm not sure I'd be into it. And like, nobody wants to be involved with two other people and be like, "Mm, I'm the one who's failing. Sorry. Oh, yeah. No, that's totally embarrassing. Nobody wants that. Like, I thought I could do this. Mm. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure I could put it in her mouth, but sorry, bro. Yeah, no, that sucks. That's like not only disappointing yourself, that's disappointing everybody. Right. It's like, we have a whole party here and you're the party pooper. Yeah, fuck that noise. Right. Who wants to be that guy? Nobody. Like, I'm actually kind of curious for like, you know, dudes who do that like off screen because male performers for the most part will fuck a brick wall if you tell them to. 
And they have enough Viagra handy. That's the job. That is the job. That is part of the reason I've never wanted the job. Is like, I'm not sure I could actually do the job. Yeah, the job is a lot harder than people think. And, I mean, granted, us girls, we have it easy because, you know, give us some lube and, and we can make anything look good. Right, you you just perform. Yeah. You know, for men, it's a lot more, lot more difficult. And um, I don't know. I mean, it's gotten a lot easier because of Caverjet and Viagra and Cialis and all of that. Yeah, but you can only do that for so long before you permanently fuck yourself up. Yeah, well, guess what? Most of these guys have. Well, yeah. That's and, and that's before they're even 28. Oh, I know. I know. I mean, it, it's terrible and it's sad. Uh, when I started, men had to be able to go into that place in their brain where every girl was beautiful, even if she was 300 pounds. Oh, I know. As I said, they'd fuck a brick wall. Be like, fuck that wall. Okay. I mean, Dave Hardman? Dave Hardman would fuck anything like four times a day. You know, Kyle Stone was another one that, while he didn't have quite the lack of morals that Dave did, he was very well known for being able to get hard in really crazy circumstances. Same thing with Brian Sherwood. And this is the reason, like, you know, all my years in the business, like, have you ever thought about being male talent? Like, no, I've never wanted to do it. Because, like, A, first and foremost, I like choosing who I fuck. I mean, I often make really bad choices, but I like choosing. You're like, but they're mine. But they are mine. I own them. <laughs> exactly. I knew I was going to have to chew my arm off the next morning to get out of this bitch's place, but fuck it. The pussy was good. Like, sometimes I get the poison out like, oh, God, why did I do that? I really shouldn't have fucked you. But God, I wanted to get the poison out. And Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The idea of getting up, keeping it up, room full of dudes, Claudio... You know, doing oh, fun. yeah, yeah, and Claudio gets right up in there. Right? Like, I mean, he'll be basically, like, hugging you while you're fucking a chick. Exactly. That was never appealing to me. It was, it's like, I make money in plenty of other ways. I don't, no shade to any of my friends who do it. Like, good on you guys. Good on you for being able to do it. I don't think I can do the job. I have an average-sized cock. Like, Yeah, but average-sized cocks are great for anal scenes. Sure, sure. They're great for anal in real life, too. Exactly. So I'd re- just rather do it in real life. Okay. I've just never had the desire. I've also never had the desire to be like, I got to be in the gym fucking three hours a day to get that metrosexual body going. Oh my God, fuck that noise. But that's one of the things that like, and then just the idea of like being a prop, because that's what male talent really is. They're a prop to make you look good. Not anymore. These days, male talent has to be pretty so that the girls will want to watch the movie for the boys. They're still a glorified prop. They're just yeah, a pretty prop. Of. All right. Keep talking. I'm, I'm going to pee. We can just pause. This isn't a live show. Oh, we can pause. Okay. Yay. Yes. Let me pee. So we are back from break. I'm no, I totally forgot what we were talking about. Me too. Shit. Shit. Goddamn alcohol. Alcohol. Though we had recently talked about, you know, your sponge worthy experiences. Oh, oh we God. About, we were talking about male talent and like yeah, why yeah, I wasn't yeah, doing yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Male talent. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're an interesting breed. They definitely, definitely are. It's definitely an interesting breed. As I said, like, I just never had any interest in doing the job. For me, like, <laughs> my whole involvement with the industry was kind of a compromise on mainstream film ambition. If you could. 
look around my apartment. I kind of into movies. Yeah, no, I noticed. You, you've got the total movie thing going on. Yeah, I'm a bit of a film nerd. I'm like, oh, I, especially when I was living in Chicago, I'm like, I don't know anyone in mainstream. But I know a lot of people in porn now, so maybe I'll just make porn. Right, right. And then you find out, wow, this is really not as easy as I think. Well, making it's not that hard. No, it's not. But making it turn a profit and have it be something you're proud of, that's actually that's pretty fucking hard. That's a whole fucking thing. Especially in this day and age. Yeah. It's okay. That, that's no, a good thing. No, in this day and age, we've, we've talked about this on the show a bunch of times, it's like the future of the industry is camming, is custom vids. Like, eventually there is going to be no space for studios. Yes and no. Um, yes, in the sense that people don't understand that it costs money to make porn. Therefore, they've got to buy it. Otherwise, the industry's fucked. But on the flip side of that, right? So you can pay for customs or you can watch girls on cam. Okay, there's something to be said for that. And I mean, girls can make great money that way. I know a bunch of people that completely support themselves that way. Yeah. But, I mean, that said, you're also only getting a very limited type of content. Because when you think about it, custom videos, typically, it's not like there's a budget. It's not like there's art direction. It's not, you know, I mean, it's... No, it's it's not a it's not a feature. It's not it's not fucking pirates. It's not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it it's meant to basically be somebody's script, and while that's really hot for that person, does it mean it's hot for somebody else? I mean, I, I, I don't definitely know. not. Like, I, I'm not into something where you know the performers calling out, "Oh, Brad, Brad, Brad." I'm like, who the fuck's Brad? <laughs> right. But I also feel like that leads to less piracy because dudes aren't going to steal stuff that isn't doesn't turn them on. That that's true. That's true, and, and I can see where you would say that. I just I don't know. I mean, I get asked to do customs all the time, and I will do them if they are basically something that the person shooting it has taken on the responsibility for, because a lot of the custom guys can be really picky and a huge fucking pain in the ass. And I'm sorry, you guys can get mad at me for that, but it's the truth. Well, and I understand that. They're spending their hard-earned money. In some cases, depending on what they do for a living, they're spending a fucking whole paycheck on a custom. No, and and there again, I don't mean to insult anyone or make someone think that I'm unsympathetic because I am. I mean, you are spending a lot of money, and it is something that should be tailored to you because you've written the script, you've put down the cash, you've done what you can to make it happen. But I mean, keep in mind that it's not always something where the person shooting can read your mind or, you know, maybe you left out something that's super important to you or, you know, maybe um, you had visions of pirates when all you paid for was dude where's my car hey no shit on dudes where where's my car come on oh i love that movie but i mean i'm just saying production value wise i mean we're yeah yeah talking about two different animals 100 percent. you know so and maybe something super high budget 
is beyond the c- capabilities of what you got going. Like, yeah. You, know, you as an individual performer may not have a whole crew to do something that's super high budget. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I, I, I think one of the hardest things between, you know, producers that are doing customs and custom clients are managing expectations. 100%. 100%. And I'm sure it is a challenge trying to manage the client's expectations as the performer, as the producer. Being like, bro, you're giving me $300. What the fuck do you expect me to make with this? Yeah, exactly. And and I mean, listen, I, I get it. $300 can be a lot of money. I mean, dude, do you think I would look at $300 like it's five? Absolutely not. I mean, to me, that's a lot of money even. Not but, me. Just making it rain in this motherfucker. Look at, look at my luxury apartment. I'm just fucking kidding. <laughs> I, I but, have a roommate. Like, I live in Hollywood. Shit. Yeah, but I mean, that said, right? You look at your favorite movies and their budgets are starting at a few million dollars for a micro budget. Yeah, indies start in the millions. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's not like it's this super crazy easy thing to do. Definitely not. Definitely not. And porn, like even big budget porn is a micro budget compared to mainstream. Oh, absolutely. I mean, big budget porn these days is in tens of thousands and not even really tens of thousands. It's barely tens of thousands. Yeah, we we knock out a full feature in a couple days. Yeah, yeah, and that's if you're lucky. Some people do it in a day. Right, versus a mainstream production. A TV show is generally not even shot in a day. A TV show is generally nine months. Exactly. Yeah. Even if you're doing something episodic, one episode is generally not one day's work. Yeah, usually it's an episode every, what, week or two? About a week, yeah. Yeah. With reshoots, editing. Yeah. And But there is also some bloat in mainstream due to unions, due to how many departments they got going. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, if you're looking at an, an ensemble cast and you're looking at... You know, set dressing that's period and a bunch of other things that just add time and people. It makes sense why it takes so long. Well, yeah. And in most mainstream productions, you're not expected to bring your own fucking costumes to set. No, no. You're not expected to do your own hair and makeup, your own costuming. Uh, You have your script way in advance. Oh, God. (laughs) Even doing non-sexuals, like I roll up on set and like, here's your lines. Like, what? I'm just improving most of the time. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, a, a lot of times I do tons of non-sex roles because you can give me a script and I'm good. Like, give me a few hours with it, knocked out of the park. Shit. Uh, for Jews Love Black Hawk, I didn't even have hours. I showed up on set, like, the last day of shooting, like, two hours before they were planning to wrap. Mm-hmm. About an hour and a half of that was me trying to get, like, the rabbi accent down. Yep. And I mean, it did take a bunch of takes of me like, being like, Quasar, line? Oh my God, I love me some Quas. Fucking love that man. I keep trying to get him on here. Hopefully one of these days he'll you know, bite the bullet and jump on air with us. Why does he keep saying no? He just keeps kind of dodging it. 
Aw, that sucks. Because Quaze is hilarious. Oh, he is. I th- I feel like he feels like I'm going to feed him enough alcohol that he's going to be really uncensored. He's always uncensored. I know, but like I feel like he holds back a little. A no, little, no, a, no, a no. A little. Maybe. Not that much. I know, but that lasts like 10%. I will say one thing, though, about Quaze. Quaze... <laughs> Quaze can totally dish it out and do it fantastically, but you have to be kind of careful about how you dish it back. Sorry. Oh. At least it wasn't that loud. Damn you, Kiki. Damn you. I know, I know. I suck. Professionally, even. Nah, I'm quite good. <laughs> Not trying to run that kind of show. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to confiscate her phone. No, you're not going to have to confiscate it. Oh, oh, See, you. I put it right down. Aw. Because I'm such a good girl. <laughs> you can see the look on her face, folks. Look, <laughs> it wasn't a convincing face. It was not I'm convincing. Not even close. It's just like not even close. If she was Pinocchio, like her nose would hit me from across the room. Dude, are you kidding? I'd be fucking you in the ass with that Pinocchio nose. My hymen. <laughs> the hymen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my audience has learned more about my asshole than they've ever wanted to this episode. Well, at least you're not talking about your grandmother's asshole. No, didn't see that, thankfully. Oh, thank God. Yeah, no, the the front was traumatizing enough. Yeah, I bet her asshole was really fucking wrinkly and prunish. Oh, yeah. She was born in the 20s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't know what proper maintenance is for you know, the old-timey chicks like that. Probably anal bleach. You think so? I mean, maybe. I Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I'm going to catch some shit over this <laughs> Both my mother and my sister listen to the show. So. Oh, no. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I did not mean to get get your son and brother and cousin and whatever in trouble. I am so sorry. I did it to myself. It, it, it's No, it's my fault. He's just following me in like the weird family sex trajectory thing. It happens. It happens. <laughs> All right. Anyway, moving on. Anyways, yeah, so enough about my grandmother's genitalia. Oh, shit. So, like, on a real topic, fuck, what were the fuck? We, like, we went from male talent to weirdness to weirdness to weirdness to weirdness. <laughs> I always go to weirdness. Always? Is yeah, this, always. How long has Kiki Dare been weird? My whole life. Your whole life? Yeah. And that's good, because normal people are fucking boring. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely not boring. Well, obviously. <laughs> not boring at all. So, by the way, have you seen the new Chris Rock special? I have not yet. So watch it and text me because I want to know what the fuck he did to his face. Oh, shit. Did he get some work done? It looked like he had work done to me. It can't be any more drastic than what Chappelle did to himself. Like, Chappelle's all of a sudden swole. So- <laughs> no, I know, I know. It's like, holy fuck, Dave will fuck you up. <laughs> like, you talk shit to Dave Chappelle. Like, Dave Chappelle was so scrawny back in the day. It's like, cocaine is a hell of a drug. Right? You couldn't Fuck buy- you, man. Fuck you, man. 
This is Dave Chappelle. Fuck you. Fuck you, you fucking nigga. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you couldn't buy him as you know, a crackhead these days. Like, no, nah, dude, you, you spend way too much time in the gym. <laughs> Maybe he uses the crack to work out. Is that a good pre-workout? It's got to be better than GHB. Could be, could be. I mean, fuck, I don't know. Maybe your listeners will weigh in and, and email you and tell you. Yo, add us about that. <laughs> hey, add us if you try Gym Molly after the Joanna Ep- Angel episode. Joanna came from the fitness expo. She tried something called Gym Molly, which is a pre-workout, like before she got on air. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. How'd that go? listen to it it's it's a very interesting episode <laughs> okay i would definitely listen to that because she was all cracked out on a pre-workout and then we drank a bunch of dooms whiskey and wow oh how is that by the way it's very tasty that's cool to know because i've thought about getting some you should you should also check out ghost tequila our sponsor Ooh, i do love ghost tequila actually you gave me some in vegas that's it was right. yummy that's right Mm, ghost tequila but you'll hear that advertising you already heard that advertisement at the beginning of the show we don't have to do it again okay but it is very tasty www.ghosttequila.com <laughs> Whatcha? they pay the bills yo gotta whore it out a little bit i like whores we're all whores here i know right it's fucking awesome cheers come pie bitches for someone who's never been to japan i love that you're throwing down with the japanese Cheers. So there's a reason for that. So years and years ago, I spent four months on the island of Guam and learned to compai. You got to go to Tokyo. I've heard. I've heard. But I've seen the pictures and been like, oh, my God, that looks like an acid person's worst nightmare because it's so like loud and busy and lights. And I'm like, yeah, and super polite people. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. But here's the other problem, too. I'm not the biggest fan of uh, Japanese food. So I'm kind of afraid of eating there. Show's over. (laughs) No, I I mean, what don't you like in Japanese food? Because. No, I mean, like, what, what? Well, no, I mean, I'm used to American Japanese. So, All right. So, like thought of going someplace where all of a sudden street food is like you know fried crickets or some shit first and foremost you can get almost anything in tokyo okay um some of it's a anything that isn't japanese is of varying quality okay so maybe a little questionable all right Right, i get that the actual japanese food is fucking amazing like so we when we were there last time me and my crew we maxed out on rice bowls all the time like so fucking rice, pork or beef fried to order, and a fresh fried egg that you crack over it, and it fucking fries in the rice and meat. Oh, no, no. I love that. Um, what's those, those spots are everywhere. They're like six bucks. Okay, cool. I'm down with that. And my buddy, my buddy used to, like, one of the buddies who was there was like, I used to raise chickens, and these eggs are better. Oh, fucking absolutely, because you're in a country where they don't use the antibiotics and the growth hormones and, you know, all of the crap that we feed our animals for slaughter. Yeah, everything tastes better. We went to a sushi spot that was so fresh, they literally pulled a fish out of a tank behind the bar and cut it up. Have you ever been to Chiba here in North Hollywood? I have not. Oh my God. Chiba is amazing. So 
the owner's father was the first Japanese person in LA to have a contract with the seafood companies for supplying sushi. So dad ran the place forever. The son runs it now. And it is small, small, small. I mean, it's tiny. But you go in there and the food is fucking un fucking believable and they do have some stuff that they pull right out of the tank right oh my god the last time i was there between two people our bill was like damn near 200 bucks sometimes it's fucking worth it it was unbelievably worth it i mean it was so fucking good so good I'm down. I'm going to go check it out. As shameful as it is to admit, I'd often hit Midori in Studio City and do all-you-can-eat sushi. Oh, my God. I've been there back when it was there. Yeah, I know. It's gone now. I know. you got to go all the way to Sherman Oaks. Ah, oh, damn Sherman Oaks. Hey, yeah. from Hollywood, that's a fucking trek. Well, if you go at the wrong time of the day. Yeah, yeah. Generally, when I want sushi, wrong time of day. <laughs> but yeah chiba is amazing it, it's so worth every penny i'll definitely check it out yeah yeah they um it was really funny the the we were sitting at the sushi bar and the chef that was taking our order was uh i said i wanted some shrimp sushi right and he looks at me goes do you want the regular or the sweet I was like, I don't know. What's the difference? And he's like, oh, I'm going to give you the sweet. E-B-O. And I was fine until the plate with like the head and shit that was fried came out. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not eating that. And and the person I was with was like, but that's the best part. I'm like, no, I don't do crawfish. I'm not doing fucking shrimp heads. Fuck that noise. How would you live in Louisiana for five years and not do crawfish? I hate crawfish. It tastes like fucking gym socks to me. Something's wrong with you. No, it's just too fishy for me. Now that wired right. Now that said, the the part of the sweet shrimp that wasn't like the head and you know whiskers and all the weird looking fried bony cartilagey shit that was really good. Oh yeah, it's fucking tasty. Yeah. No, I, I have this texture thing with food. Like, if the texture is weird for me, forget it. There's no way in hell I'm eating what, it. So what other texture sets you off? I don't do meat on a bone because of the gristle and, and, like, the fat. Okay. Like, and everybody's always like, oh, you can cut around it. I'm like, not always. Not always if it's a really shitty cut of bony meat. Well, you don't want to eat shit meat no matter what. Yeah, exactly. But, like, I... Been to places with great tomahawk ribeyes, and you will watch me gnaw on the fucking. Ah. Yeah, see, that will never happen for me. It it weirds me out. So um, I don't like meat on a bone. I I don't like the taste or the texture of bananas. But, but that's good for you. But it's gross. Okay. <laughs> um, let me think. What else is like a total no go? Uh, I don't know. Those are the big ones right off the top of my head. Uh, I don't really care for zucchini that much. I mean, I'll eat it, but it's not a first choice for sure. 
I'm with you on that. Um, what else? Uh, I don't know. I'm running out of things to think of. There's oh, so- I, I don't really care for squash either. Not a big fan either. And I don't like sweet potatoes. See, that's not appealing. No, the meat looks amazing, but I don't want to touch the bone. <laughs> Porn star who doesn't want to touch the bone. So weird. <laughs> I know, right? So weird. Um, yeah, no. Squash, zucchini. Eh. I so can't... a lot of weird variant textures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like a lot of it really is for me a texture thing. Like if, if I just don't like that texture, forget it. Like not into it. So, but you can eat pop. Eat Popeye's fried chicken. Actually, I never eat their fried chicken. I eat the popcorn shrimp. But you have eaten the fried chicken, right? Yeah. But that's on a bone. No, you can get the tenders without the bone. I mean, you can, but you're fucking up. No, I I always get the tenders. I don't get the bone-in stuff ever. (laughs) So weird. I, 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 dude, I know. I just, I don't like it. So you never get buffalo wings? Fuck no. I'm so confused right now. I would have never. I I will never eat buffalo wings, unless they're boneless. Those aren't buffalo wings. It's just like cut breast meat cutlets. I know it's they're chicken nuggets essentially. But um, yeah, no, I I, I don't do meat on a bone. Period. So weird for a porn star. I know. It's actually about that time. We're gonna call last call. Last call on alcohol. So Miss Kiki Dare, where can we find you on the social medias? The interwebs and all that fun shit. So you can find me on Twitter. It's Kiki underscore Dare. That's D-A-I-R-E. You can find me on Instagram under Kiki Dare. You can find me at triplexkiki.com. Even though we're in the midst of totally rebranding that and redoing it. So Uh, in the meantime, Twitter, Instagram. You can also find me on OnlyFans, which is... uh, OnlyFans.com slash Kiki Dare. And if you go to those places, you're going to find everything else. So just start with those. Start with those. Spend a little money on the OnlyFans. Absolutely. Because, I mean, that's where I put, like, my day-to-day silly pics. Like, I mean, today I got up and was, you know, totally taking pictures of myself while Babe was making breakfast. And that's all on OnlyFans and no place else. And I'm pretty sure, like, in a few minutes... There's going to be pictures of her buying half-price chocolate on OnlyFans. That might happen, but I think before that, there's going to be me having Thai food. All good things. All good things. And if you don't know already, for some fucking reason, like this is your first episode, you can find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter, Matt Slayer on Instagram, Matt and Slayer on Facebook, Matt Slayer on Snapchat. You can find the show at And Now We Drink on Twitter, And Now We Drink underscore on Instagram, www.andnowwedrink.com. Do me a solid, everybody. Go to iTunes. Rate us five stars. Give us a positive review. It only helps boost the show, brings in better people. Not that we can't do much better than Kiki Dare. You are very sweet. And um, by the way, if you go out tonight, do yourself a favor. Do not get the Honky Tonk special at 145. Words of wisdom by Miss Kiki Dare. Just saying, because chances are that's going to be one coyote ugly bitch. These things happen. (laughs) If you do such a thing, go to her place, 
Because then you don't have to try to kick her out in the morning. Oh, and on top of that, send us both pictures. Right. But nothing with explicit nudity because we don't want to be like aiding and abetting your revenge porn. Oh, I don't want to rim it. Yeah, well, the no. minute it's nudity and like without their con- explicit consent, by California law, it's revenge porn. Yeah, no, I don't care about that. I don't want any of that. I just want to like see something funny so I can laugh at you. Damn right. Like, you know, like a panic look on your face like, oh my God, I woke up like this. Dude, send me a panic look on your face with the top of her head. I'm good. Right? Nothing identifying. Exactly. On that note, cheers all. Cheers, bitches. <laughs>